0: The following podcast is an X-Level production. Fear is a tool. But when that light hits the sky, it's not just a call. It's a warning. Hey, panelers, welcome back to the show. I'm Mark. And I am Robert. And this is going to be a spoiler-full podcast about the new movie, The Batman, that came out in 2022. And it just came out literally a few weeks ago. Uh, I believe it it came out, I would say, what? uh, I would say about two weeks ago. Yeah, it came out March 4th, 2022. Uh, So far, it's grossed as far as 239 million.
1: Oh, last time and it comes last in. i looked it actually was the over 300
0: oh okay this is the rotten tomatoes i'm checking out right uh, now
1: and uh i checked it's i checked uh, at the, I checked, uh well, what was it Um, uh, like wikipedia or something like that but it had like the total number was like two three 360 something million
0: well it's climbing which is really good uh honestly it comes in at two hours and 56 minutes for the movie uh it's one of the higher grossing dc films that have come out the first of which would have been aquaman more than anything and then following that the joker as we all know and then before that was uh batman versus superman Mm -hmm. and and the justice league as well But uh, this has gotten better reviews overall. And uh, as I look at Rotten Tomatoes right now, the tomato, (laughs) tomatometer, as it were, (laughs) uh, with 427 reviews, it's at 85%. And that's just regular reviewers. And then uh, the audience score gave it 88%, which is really, really good. Eventually, that kind of fluctuates over time. But, you know... You know, it, it, to me, honestly, this is where we'll move right into our overall first thoughts of the film. What were your first thoughts, Rob?
1: Uh, I'm going to be very honest with you. I, I went into this movie with very low expectations. And the reason for that was because of the announcement when they said uh, Robert Patterson was going to be the Batman. Mm-hmm. I was very uh, skeptical about that. I was like, really? I, I just <laughs> didn't think that, you know. He didn't, I I don't know, I was never impressed with anything else he did. But I have to say, once I saw this movie, I was pretty blown away on his take on it. The overall feeling of the movie was great also. I thought the way they did Gotham was great. I thought the way they handled the characters were great. Mm -hmm. Were there some nitpicks here and there? Of course, you know, you're trying to go up against something like, you know, The Dark Knight, which was, it's still to this day, a lot of people are saying that it's probably the most perfect superhero movie there is out there.
0: Yeah, it's like the threshold that people put, not as a superhero movie sometimes, but mostly as a Batman film. Aside Correct. from Tim Burton's first venture into putting out Batman, which we
1: all love, I loved because I got to see it in theaters too. Yeah, and, no, I did too. I, I've seen all of them with the exception of, I believe, is the uh, the sixty set, uh, the sixty six Batman one with the uh, shark repellent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there's still humorous and fun to watch at times too so yeah you gotta give it that that pleasure you know, too you,
1: you yeah you watch something like that and you're like it's a grown man in spandex with underwears outside walking around with a big gigantic bomb a bomb <laughs> <laughs> and it says bomb on it too and, and it <laughs> says bomb because it kind of made you know you <laughs> yeah no it was, uh, and funny enough those were fun times no so, they were they, no, are. they yeah no but this movie actually I was very impressed I was uh when I went to see it, I went to see it in the Dolby uh, Cinema theater, and I was very impressed with the sound quality. The visuals were great. Cinematography was phenomenal too. Yeah. Uh, soundtrack was out of this world. Uh, yeah, everything just really came together for this uh, this movie. Do I have some nitpicks? Absolutely, but you know, that's what. And yeah, that's yeah. with any movie.
0: Yeah, I actually saw it in the theater too myself. I sat down, got my soda and popcorn watched it my first thought just like you it's like robert pattinson really so um he went from i guess a a vampire bat can be a batman so (laughs) (laughs) there's
1: a theme going here
0: (laughs) yeah well at least uh at least he's not a sparkly bat which is really good i think they got to the nitty-gritty of the the actual idea and thought of Bruce Wayne becoming the Batman, and that's what this particular movie was, and that's what really grasped me. Now, mind you, this movie has been in constant rewrites, because initially, as we all know, Ben Affleck started to write this, and it was meant for him to direct, act, and I believe produce in this particular film. And he kind of bowed out because of his own personal issues that were going on in his life. Then he was going to go from acting to it to producing and maybe directing. And then he kind of shucked it aside and then eventually laid in other people's hands. The initial script was still there, but they did a lot of rewrites. And as I followed the the movie and how it progressed and where it got to that point, when I heard Robert Pattinson, I was like, okay, I need to see this and find out what the hell is going to go on with this movie. Because really... You know, I'm not going to say Captain Sparkle Fingers like in Shazam, but uh, (laughs) Captain Vampire Sparkles playing Batman. Uh, I was a little bit skeptical and I'm like, yeah, he doesn't have the build. He doesn't have the form. And the way they kind of brought it up, because it's only two years into the Batman story, as we know, and he's still learning and he's building his own equipment and all that stuff. Apparently, Wayne Manor is not really big, huge. They're going bankrupt at that point, too, because he's shoving all this money into other things. There are a whole bunch of things within the story that make sense of where it is. And I think it's a way for them to build more on it, because towards the end, that's when Bruce actually figures it out. My feeling was they did very well with the writing within it. And it's him literally feeling out how to be Batman. He is the the detective within the movie, which really is perfect in it, but he's still right. learning to be Batman. And we see that in some of the hiccups and him, you know, right. Doing the things he does as Batman. And I really enjoyed that. Like you, I had issues with certain things within the film and uh, how it presented. And it had its good comedic moments. Right. As well as action moments. And then there are some where it's just like, wow, how did they do that? And I think Zoe Kravitz, Robert Pattinson, uh
1: who who else was in this? Uh uh yeah, Zoe Kravitz, Robert Pattinson. Then you had uh Edward Wright. No. No, not Edward Wright. <laughs> <laughs> Edward. Tran- <laughs> no, um I mean, oh of course Colin Farrell, who actually stole the show. As Penguin. Uh, yeah. Yeah, as Penguin, he was absolutely phenomenal. You got Paul Dano mm-hmm. as um the Riddler, which it was a very interesting choice correct but it worked really well jeffrey wright was the uh commissioner gordon that's what i was thinking Jeffrey about. Wright, yes from westworld yeah. we all know him yeah. from westworld yeah and then andy circus you know who was uh uh alfred and i and i liked his take on alfred also mm-hmm. and then you got john Tortura, who was uh falcon yes and his falcon was actually very interesting i i his his uh his take on that was pretty good they they had some great stuff like you were saying um Yeah, I mean, I had my issues, but other than that, I mean, they had some great stuff in there.
0: Yeah, I I really enjoyed the film overall. I'm not saying it was the greatest of Batman films. A lot of people will herald it as one of the better ones that have come out. Right. As far as my favorite Batman, Pattinson is not my favorite Batman, but because everybody goes with the time, oh, it's a new Batman. He's my new favorite. Very much like everybody telling me, when I say, uh, they ask me, what's my favorite Spider-Man? Actually, my favorite Spider-Man is Andrew Garfield. A lot of people are against that, and I understand that because everybody has their favorite. Tom Holland I, is really good at it, but I, right. my Spider-Man, who I think in my head over the years of reading comics as well as watching tv shows and we already talked about this before right we start recording 77 batman the electric company uh we could go <laughs> into the cartoons all that stuff but andrew garfield actually depicted it very well as peter parker and the turmoil he had as well as being right. spider-man and i thought and i think you and i both agree with ben affleck being a very good mix of bruce and
1: batman right correct that is uh till this day that is my favorite uh batman and bruce wayne yeah he is the closest i think we'll ever get to the comic book version of bruce wayne and batman out of all the actors i mean he was yoked Hmm. i mean when you saw ben i mean he was big i mean he worked out and you know more than anybody else like i i actually did a whole uh marathon of all these di- all the different Batman movies yeah I couldn't get I couldn't get through Batman and Robin no <laughs> <hope they> can is <laughs> it's, it's really bad but um when you watch all these actors all these actors didn't seem to have worked out as much as Ben Affleck so and not only that but when the, the way they portrayed Ben Affleck as a seasoned Batman that's been in the trenches now for decades correct and his fighting style was just flawless compared to everybody else. Yeah, so he's still my favorite Batman, and I so would have wished to seen what his take on a solo movie with Ben Affleck. I think that would have been really special. That would have been
0: perfect. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get a solo, but we do get a couple of cameos from him, supposedly, right. in the near future, which I'm looking forward to with the Flash movie. And which got delayed. Which got delayed, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, but... We will get it eventually.
1: <laughs> what did you think of the whole rock thing trying to tell you, hey, we got good news. We're delaying the movie. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. I Honestly, a lot
0: of us waited for uh, DC fandom to, for that to come out between Black Adam. We right. got the Batman. We got the Flash. Uh, the, I think we got a sneak peek of even Aquaman, too and all that good stuff
1: and and, and everything is delayed now everything I, is I, delayed I, when i saw that i feel like either all executives after they saw the batman they went shit i think we're going to have to uh, go back and do, redo some spot you know some <laughs> exactly. things cuz this thing is too good and what we have looks like crap but well, it was just funny the way the rock was like hey i got good news we're going to delay it you know i i felt like he should have said but you know what's better news the the uh the MCU still has their shit together, so their stuff is gonna come out on you know on time. And and yet
0: DC <laughs> hired of all people, the guy who did the suicide squad.
1: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> James Gunn hit it perfect and they knew it. Yeah. They're like, Oh, well Marvel ditched him, Disney's gonna ditch him for all this you know
1: Yeah, it's you know, just... cancel
0: culture and then oh we'll take him <laughs> on and then Created a great movie, nonetheless, in my opinion. I found it very entertaining, loved it. Yeah. But uh, I, I think also points to the fact that we have to look at the Joker. When Joker came out with Joaquin Phoenix, that put a new pedestal level for them. And I yeah. think they were a little bit still skeptical because of everything that has been going on for the past three years until this movie got released. That Ben Affleck wasn't tied to it. There was none of that. Right. They have to start over from scratch. Oh, we got Robert Pattinson. Oh, do we want Glitter Boy in this movie? And
1: right. I call him <laughs> Glitter Boy because he still has that stigma. You know? Yeah, he does. He yeah. does. And it's unfortunate because I got to see him in Tenant. I got to see him in a, a couple yeah. of other movies. And I'm like, okay, this man really knows his stuff and he he's a good actor. So yeah. it's unfortunately. He's stuck you know, with that meat.
0: stigma. He's being typecasted
1: yeah. for that particular
0: role. And just like with Water for Elephants, I thought that was a very decently well made film. And it was I never got f- to see that. It was done very well, depicted the time for its time. Um, I I'm forgetting what circus. I don't know if it was P. T. Barnum, but regardless, he played a really good character and role within right. that. And he could tell his dramatic roles more than anything. Right. Now I was skeptical, just like everybody else, but I enjoyed <laughs> the film. And oh, yeah? and he, I think he pulled it off. And it's it's a lot of like taking it off the same standpoint that Christian Bale did with Batman Begins. We saw him starting. Well, with this case, he start. This is two years later of him starting. So he's been hiding within the shadows, but he's being more prominent and dealing with Gordon. He's helping out with investigations. He's learning to become more of the pro proficient detective he is, right? but execution of his tactics of dealing with things is still workable in the sense that he's still sloppy. Correct. And I think they got that right. I, I think yeah. they really got that right.
1: Yeah. Interesting you say that because a lot of people have been complaining about, oh, well, I didn't see that much action. Um, they didn't show that much, you know, Bruce Wayne and, and what people really didn't get. Is the fact that yes, he's two years into being Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still trying to figure out how to be Batman. Uh, just like in the movie, he just he doesn't want to be Bruce Wayne. So that's another part that he's still trying to figure out, too. Towards the end of the movie, um, he realizes he also has to probably be Bruce Wayne.
0: Yeah, well, he's you more know, Batman. It, it's like Batman being Bruce Wayne at this point.
1: Exactly. So so I, I took it as, okay, so he's two years into, that's why his, like, for, when I saw it, even though his fighting was brutal, mm. but it was sloppy. Um, the Batmobile, I'm going to be very honest with you. Not a big fan of the, that Batmobile. No. But, but it's introduction on how they did that, you know, that introduction to the Batmobile was phenomenal. Yes. So he has all these things that are very rough. You look at the Batcave is basically a, you know, a train station. Mm-hmm. You know, so so it's all these things where he's just beginning. When you look at somebody like, let's say, Ben Affleck's uh, Batman, after 20 or, I don't know, 30 years of him being Batman, mm-hmm. he's already figured it he's out. He's grizzled, so he's already
0: matured. Matured, he, he's he has got the
1: tech. And battle fatigue at that point, too,
0: because he's right. still bruised up. I think he would have been perfect for the Dark Knight Returns if they ever did that again. But right. whether oh, yeah, Affleck ever did that, because I think he would have been perfect for it, because he's at right. that age. He could, you know, honestly, he's about my age, so, <laughs> or our age at this <laughs> point. So he
1: could pull off the heavier, older, gruff-looking Bruce Wayne Batman. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think he would have done a great work. And it's funny, because I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the Berlanti, uh, what was it, uh... Crisis on Infinite Earth yep. on, you know, on CW and they try to do uh what was it? Um Kevin Conroy. Yep. As Batman. I was like, An oh, alternate might take a- of Batman. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he he might be the voice of Batman, but he's still not a I didn't think. He, he doesn't have the presence. Actor. No. And he he I don't think he's a great actor because you know voice actors, you know, can be, or some some can't. They could can be great voice actors and horrible at screen actors. He just didn't have that presence. But funny i i just thought you know what yeah this guy's starting two years into yeah. it i like that i like that everything was just kind of trying to figure it out and if this goes the same way as batman begins mm-hmm. um i will i I can't wait to see what matt reese brings for the second movie because oh, if it's yeah if he's gonna try to up what he did now just like you know gotta up uh, the ante he's, yeah yeah like christopher <laughs> nolan did with you know on his I, uh, yeah my my only bit my biggest gripe is and i hope there's a lot of the villain gallery that the villains gallery that you know a rogues gallery that uh, batman has is so big I hope that Matt Reeves does something completely different and say, you know what I'm not gonna bring the Joker in even though the Joker was seen towards the end. Yeah I would I hope that he just comes up with you know other villains that you know that are much more interesting
0: because mm-hmm.
1: the Joker like you said, was already done. Joaquin Phoenix and uh, and Heath Ledger, I mean they did. They nailed their own version of the Joker perfectly, in my opinion. And how much better can it get after that? You know, because no. <laughs> it's funny because when Joaquin Phoenix was like, "Oh, Joaquin Phoenix doing the Joker," which he's a, you know he's a great actor. I was like, "All right, that's going to be interesting." How is he gonna? How's gonna? How is he gonna beat that performance from Heath Ledger? Hmm. And he did <laughs> in his own way. Yeah. So whoever comes in next is going to have to do something either completely different or you know what? Just get a different uh villain just a, yeah just a different villain i mean there's so many of there, them. there's
0: there. so many and uh his rose gallery that you could pull from right you know there <clears throat> we haven't really seen like the other wacky we've we've seen mr freeze obviously we've seen right. uh <laughs> we haven't seen the man bat no we have not i would love to and see that that would be interesting to move into a more creative or
1: uh, mysterious kind of Batman. Although we we are kind of getting a version of that with uh, Morbius. Yes, but <laughs> so. DC could do it
0: on a different spectrum at that point because Correct. it's more of a villain instead of an anti-hero. Because Morbius yeah. in co- Marvel Comics was he was evil, but then became good because he, right. you know, and then he kind of morphed in. And he became more of an anti-hero like the Punisher and a few other of those Marvel Correct. characters. With Man-Bat, he was always evil because he was more of like the uh, Connors or Doc Connors of Spider-Man where he had right. issues. And I think that would have been best too because it would be bringing more of the scientific side of Batman at that point. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I mean he's I not think coming good- out with the bat
1: repellent or shark <laughs> repellent as you were talking about, but I don't think they would do that. <laughs> I hope not. Man. Uh, I think another good uh, uh, another good villain would be um, either re- a, you know redo Mister Freeze, mm. but I would say take it you know in, in the much more serious tone like Paul De- uh, what Paul Dini did with uh, the animated series when they did that one episode Heart of which class episode Heart of, yeah I think so that's what day, it was called. I think yeah I think to this day is the best. That was the best the story. Band.
0: Yeah. That was the best right. story. And they, they did it perfectly. They tried to do that with Batman and Robin, if you think about it. But in the sense that, you know, Mr. Freeze kind of did all these things and <laughs> it kind of screwed it up and it became right. more of a
1: a mocking of that particular. Well Schumacher 90s. just didn't have the uh what I would say, the respect for the IP. No. Um, that's how I see it, but uh, Matt Reeves did say that he would like to uh, explore also uh, Clayface.
0: That would be amazing if they put it in more realism to some degree, because Clayface and we we've spoken to this outside of the podcast before. Right. My feeling is is that they you know Clayface was an actor and was able to manipulate his face in certain ways, but eventually that kind of led more of like a medical conditioner where he was truly clay. If they did that and did it more respectively to the comics as well Is even with the 90s animated series, that would be nice uh, within one particular film and then bring him down. Now, mind you, a lot of people I know and you know uh, get upset with Venom and how they disparaged or disregarded uh, Carnage at one point Mm -hmm. with Venom. They got rid of him right away. And they want to see that character to come back. And they can't because they just got rid of them right away. At least right, with right. this particular film with the Batman, we still have Riddler. And uh, with that, we we were kind of, you know, teased about the Joker. Because you could only respect the way they were laughing at the end that that is the Joker.
1: Right. And well, I- Reese did say that he acknowledged that that was the Joker. I just, again... I know that the Joker and Batman are the, uh, what is it, you know, it's like oil and vinegar, I don't know, (laughs) salt and pepper, you know, whatever. They just go hand hand in hand, but we've already seen way too many movies with that. Yeah, Joker is always
0: prominent with any of the films, uh, between the Nolan films as well as the Burton films. Right. We already know that. The first Burton film started out with Joker, and then the second Nolan film had the Joker, Gotham got their Joker. Right. And, you know, we've seen what they were able to do with that. Now, mind you, the show suffered towards the end. A lot of people were not into it, but it still held its ground. And for you listeners out there, obviously on the Next Level Online Podcast Network, you could listen to old DC Primetime, where Ben and his partner cover all of Gotham or what they were doing with the Arrowverse or the Berlanti universe at that point. Um Steve and I covered uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths or Crisis X or, you know, they didn't really call it Crisis <laughs> on Infinite Earths when they did it, but Steve and I covered it. I enjoyed what uh, Kevin Conroy had done with his Batman, but it, to me, it wasn't the Thomas Wayne Batman that I would always want to see. And right. I'm hoping we're going to get that with The Flash, but – the. There are certain things that we could look forward to with other characters. Now, honestly, I don't think they're going to bring out Calendar Man or anything. They kind of made a joke about <laughs> that in the Suicide Squad. So they're not right. going to bring up the jokey kind of stuff that we got
1: in Batman 66. And, you know, all those characters. But if- And honestly, I th- is there a place for it? I think there is. I mean, Suicide Squad, uh, especially with uh, with Gun he he showed that that can you can have a really good movie and still have those wacky characters in there. Yeah, or you, can you know. be even
0: with Peacemaker too that just came
1: out right. recently which, which, was right. <laughs> yeah. which was excellent. Right. Which was excellent. So can you have those campy, you know, kind of characters and those silly characters in there? Yes. Mm. Um merging them to like a more serious tone like, you know, like the Batman, that would be a lot harder. So, I mean, I think if they're going to keep going with the tone which is very dark um uh just kind of a uh just just yeah just a very dark version darker version than we have ever gotten than anything else out there when it comes to batman if they're going to keep going with that his rogue gallery is going to have to somehow be adapted to that i mean they're. I don't think they're gonna just all of a sudden get like Clayface or you know like Calendar Man, pull them in there, <laughs> <laughs> or like the Kite. Oh, f-
0: <laughs> well, we already saw that to Lego Batman and all those particular weird characters. They did them in a row every time they announced them. Um, right.
1: <laughs> mustard Man so, or something like that. Oh, condiment Man. Yeah, exactly. Condiment Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These, (laughs) uh, it's funny, I never, I was never a big DC person and I know I was always Marvel and I noticed that while Marvel does have its silly characters, I've noticed that DC had some really, really whacked out characters. I was like, what the hell, man? Oh yeah. But you know, it's, it's all enjoyable. Yeah.
0: Well, the, the,
1: the benefit to
0: DC, they really hit it well with certain shows or movies. I think they hit it with the Joker with joker with joaquin phoenix i think they did it well with this particular movie the batman and they did it with aquaman the first aquaman now we're still waiting for the next one now mind you that you know nolan's batman did great for three years or three movies the first one was kind of hidden not many people were into it and then eventually by the time the dark knight came out because of the overshadowedness of somebody passing away who was joker Right, but he knocked Heath Ledger kicked it out of the park when it came to that portrayal. Uh, As far as the uh, Dark Knight Rises, a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth with it, but I I understand it. It's not your comic version of Bane, and honestly, I thought uh, he was great at it. Honestly, he he did very well, and to get yourself that buff to look like that character to me and to get a bane like that and it was a little bit more manipulative it was you know you you're taking some sort of creative license with it which is really good and it tried to root right. it in realism which i appreciated now was it the greatest of greats out of the three no i still herald the dark knight is better right and that's the one i No, got it to. is
1: and 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 the and, and this and the third you know uh dark knight rises got a lot of buzz and of course you know the hype and everything Mm -hmm. and it's just hard to beat the dark knight i mean yeah it's very rare when you'll have you know a sequel to a movie that's better than the than the first one you know godfather is one of them you know and you know and they're they're just very few like i guess (laughs) empire right empire (laughs) and stuff like that exactly so this was one of those cases where, like, hey, The Dark Knight, yes, much better movie than all the other ones that they did, you know. So uh, I'm hoping that, again, I'm hoping Matt Reeves, you know, surprises us. Yeah, same here. Yeah. All right. So with that, we'll, we'll move right along
0: into our favorite moments in the film. Do you have any particular one to start off with?
1: Yes, my absolute favorite moment has to be, and like I told you before, not a fan of the Batmobile. I understand it in this world. I understand why he's. This is his second year. here. He doesn't probably have the uh, what is it? The uh, R and D to make a better Batmobile. <laughs> he just put something together. But the introduction of that Batmobile, the way the you know the uh, the way the uh, engine was whining, and I mean I was wa- like I said I was watching an Adobe Theater, so the sound on it was just fucking phenomenal oh it's it was in just, your ears <laughs> um, yeah it is it was just great that part right there i mean the whole sequence of him chasing the penguin down and and um and the and jumping through the flames my only little thing on that was when he was walking outside of the the uh, batmobile which was kind of cool because they did it backwards mm-hmm. and all you see was you know was him coming towards the uh, car they ended it with a peekaboo moment.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, literally, you, you hear it rev up, and it goes, kuh, 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 kuh. Right. And, then he, and then penguin's laughing, and then he comes out. I have to agree with that. That that was right. a good reveal. Unfortunately, you know, Bruce doesn't have Lucius Fox to build him all this stuff because he's been building it himself. If you think about it, right. So he's like I, literally yeah. taking from his garage and put piecing things together what he right. can from his family and role. it seems
1: like and it seems like alfred is helping him but yeah it's it's one of those hey he's piecing all this together and and that's and and at some moment he's gonna have somebody have to do this for him because he's yeah. like I, i'm too busy punching people you know to a bloody pulp <laughs> but uh no the, the the scene that i was talking about is like when uh when he hit colin farrow's car you know the penguin and it and it flipped around mm-hmm. and colin is like uh upside down and you see the batman walking and and they put the camera upside down yep i thought it was just a great show that was a part that uh, you know a great shot and that was the part that was in the trailer but then when he gets closer to the car you see him just peek down (laughs) and you see his little ears and you know i was like you could have just ended it with his feet just there that's it yeah (laughs) but it was just like are you okay there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they could have left it for dramatic license and just cut it there, like you said.
0: It would have been yeah, nice.
1: Other than that, that was a great, great scene. Um, there were, you know, there were a couple of scenes I would say that I liked. Um, my problem, I had a problem with the back. Uh, what is it, the wingsuit? Oh yeah, I had a problem with that too. That was my only issue. It was
0: based in realism, which I understand. Right. It's a squirrel suit literally what they use to dive and fly out of or go cliff diving with. Now, mind you, to me, it looks like a big rubber boat that you have on you (laughs) as you're falling. Now it's not, you know, the squirrel suits are, are nice because you know, they're, it's based after the squirrels that could fly. They have that membrane and everything. Right now, mind you, he's supposed to be a bat and typical comic, readers or fans would always want the big wings the big wings that and stuff we always like that. get. And I, you know, honestly, I could see within the realism of what they were doing within us. Maybe they'll enhance on that by the second movie. Right. And it'll change because he is building this stuff as he goes. So right. uh, I'm hoping they resolve that and say, OK, maybe he does get Lucius Fox and Lucius because now there's no Alfred. Alfred, yeah. Alfred's gone. Now, that was one problem that I had with the movie is that they killed Alfred off right away. And, you know, the only benefit to that is he might be adopting some kid named Robin because there was an orphan there at one point at the right. very end of the movie right. as well. So it kind of leads into other things that we could speculate that would happen within the next film. Now, mind you, the the movie itself, what I liked I think they took it from the story of Hush within the the comics, which I really enjoyed. They were alluding to it with a lot of different characters that were involved with that, but they changed them a bit. And, Mm And the fact that you didn't see, because we all grew up knowing the Riddler only had a small little mask around his eyes, and that was it. And he ran around, ha, 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 riddle me this. Or we got the you know, Jim Carrey version in Batman Forever. And, you know, honestly, I did I enjoy that movie for what it was as the humor and what we got, even regardless of bat nipples? I did. But the thing is, is that we were so under the assumption that Riddler had to be wearing that small mask and you didn't and you couldn't tell who he was. I really liked that they rooted it in within that. So you didn't know who he was until the very end. And that opening scene at the very end, when they capture him, mm-hmm. was amazing. And he had multiple IDs. That was genius. And I, I think you had something that we spoke about recently too, personally, that you really enjoyed about the movie. But it would have been a great twist.
1: Uh, remind me on that one again, which was at the at the diner when
0: he's drinking his coffee and. They
1: all... Oh no that that actually was a uh, that was somebody else that was uh, saying that it would have been a great twist if that was actually what was it that was a uh, Bruce Wayne yes or something like that yeah
0: yeah because you know <laughs> even though he was hiding behind the double pane glass outside and looking in as they right. captured him but he had multiple IDs so you didn't know who he was really so that's literally where they're at where they don't know who the Riddler really is but he
1: has some sort of association with Bruce. Right. Actually, uh, from what I, uh, from what I seen, the movie is based off of Hush, the long Halloween and Batman year one by um, Frank Miller. Ah, so he took pieces combination. Yeah. Pieces of all of that. And there's another, another, uh, another series which I I'm forgetting now, but yeah, he took pieces from all those things and put them together. That's why, you, that's why the part of uh of Falcone saying you know hey you know y- your your dad you know was you know patching me up on uh in in your house and he was and he was a small kid and he was looking that I think that came from a long Halloween and mm. uh, and of course the year uh, year one a lot of the stuff that you know all the like again all that rough around the edges that was coming from the uh, Frank miller part of it but yeah, no, they, uh, they had some, like I said, they had, they had some great moments that I truly enjoyed. Like I said, the Batmobile I enjoyed. The squirrel suit, here's the problem. I did not mind the fact that he did the squirrel suit. Mm-hmm. What I mind was the fact that when he landed, he, he should have been dead. Oh, yeah, he should have <laughs> been. The way he hit that, yeah. The way he hit the <laughs> bus, the ground, and all he did was limp away. I was like, no, no. man, he should have been splattered. If you're going to base it off that much realism, you know. Somebody should have been like,
0: able to be there to scoop him up and take him somewhere he could get
1: taken care Alfred, of. Offer should have been there with a bucket going, well, I'll just have to reassemble him when we get back yeah, to exactly. the Yeah, exactly. Hold okay. on. I got this. and
0: It would be more like the Christian Bale that we saw in, you know, the third Batman movie that Nolan gave us. Where he exactly. literally had his leg was busted and had to wear this brace on his leg that kind of cut off anything but gave him mobility. That, exactly. that would have been interesting, but they didn't have really the money and really thought power to put into <laughs> it. But it, it yeah. would have been interesting. Uh, m- one of my favorite scenes that I loved is when he comes in as Batman into the uh, the club and starts battling
1: his way through everybody. Right. It just reminded me of Daredevil on Netflix. It You know, and funny enough, but it's something that's been done before because I know Christian Bale did it with his Batman. Yes. Uh You said Daredevil. But he, he – I thought when the door opened, he goes, you know who I am. And the twins – Get the crap beat out of him. Then, as he goes back as Bruce Wayne, yep, he has to you know, do it again. And, and, yeah, he did it again, but he didn't beat the twins. But he just, you know, he did it again. And then the, the third time was all right. Now I'm going in as Bruce Wayne, coming out as Batman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, and he so. had a
0: backpack, which made it a little bit more realistic. It's like he has to pack his batsuit
1: in order to get right. somewhere, which exactly. I liked, although. Although that little backpack, and if he has that bat suit in that little backpack, he must have some kind of dimensional thing in there. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was like, that's a lot of gear for that little backpack, but there is, but yeah, it, especially it, the
0: weaponry that's on it, the gauntlets that are on there, his battering uh, on his chest. Right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, you know, and you talking about his suit, it's one of the better suits, mm. you know, his, uh, He's got I, mobility I prob-
0: around his neck. He didn't have problems with looking over his shoulder, like Correct. we used to get all the time. It's not made of rubber; <laughs> you can rip off, like in Batman <laughs> returns. Batman returns, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, there, there's some. They, there's a lot of thought involved with what they were doing within the film. Obviously, right. there are certain things that we're going to nitpick about, which we have. But they, it did well, and I thought they did. Very I well, think it John. did
1: well. I think it's a it's a it's a great start to what they're doing. It's unfortunate um, that DC, honestly, they just don't have their shit together as much as you Marvel. know Disney does. Yeah, Disney does when it comes to this kind of stuff. Because granted, that Disney wanted, uh, I think uh, DC wanted to play catch up. With the MCU and it's like and somebody should have said, listen, they already have a huge head start. Mm-hmm. So let's do our thing our way and let's take our time with it and people will come and see it. There, there was no reason for, hey, we should introduce the Justice League right away or, you know, and, yeah. and things like that, you know, um, they should have taken their time. And unfortunately, the, uh, DC does not have, or Warner Brothers does not have somebody like uh, in the MCU. Um, Kevin Feige. The, Kevin Feige, which Kevin Feige is the god of everything there, and it's <laughs> what he says. He's the overall uh, content moderator for Marvel Disney. Yeah, pretty point. much. He's the one that says, "Hey, listen, this is how it has to go," and and that's why all their movies somehow you know tend to work. At one point, Warner Brothers even said, it's like, well, you know, we don't even we don't have to have everybody in the same universe. That was their way of saying it's like, listen, we don't we, we just don't know how to do this shit the right way. Yeah. So, sure, we're going to have the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix be its own universe. Exactly. We're going to have, you know, now the Batman, that's its own universe and things like that. But somehow the head of Warner Brothers who, you know, Zack Snyder is the one that really kind of started this whole thing. Did not want to acknowledge the uh, Snyder Cut, and yet they're like, "Oh, we're moving into new, uh, into new territory," but yet you're still doing things within the DCU.
0: Yes. So with, I with just the don't want. Under-
1: right, with the Flash and, and Wonder Woman, so that and Wonder, right, and and Aquaman, and, and that's the thing I don't understand. It's like, so if if you don't want to acknowledge, you know, Zack Snyder's universe, you're still doing it. Well,
0: they still did and that he- in Peacemaker at the very end. And spoilers,
1: right. if you guys did not watch
0: Peacemaker, why are you listening to this particular podcast? So obviously at the very <laughs> end, all the bad jokes that Peacemaker was making about the Justice League overall between – I think Stephen Amell actually made a joke about it too. Like made a comment about Arrow, what he said about how he had to make a big hole in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then Aquaman at the very end, you know, like talking about it. I like, I don't screw fish. And then yeah. Flash turning around. But but it's true. But it's true. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Barry. It like-
1: <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I wish... I don't know. And, again, somehow, whatever... I wish I knew what the politics were. But somehow, whatever snack, uh, snack uh, Zack Snyder did, mm-hmm. even though he went back and did his Snyder cut, somehow the... You know the Warner Brothers and the uh, higher ups don't want to acknowledge as the Snyder Cut as part of that part of, part of that universe. Yeah. They still want to do the Josh Wheat saying the Josh Wheat one is a one you know part of that, which
0: was in still not that great in my opinion. It, it, it was, was horrible. It was entertaining, but did I love it? No. Was oh, it no. a great movie? No. But no. honestly, the characters that were in there—you got Wonder Woman, we got Batfleck. Cavill did a pretty decent job in it for what he was given. Right. Same thing with Ezra Miller. But the thing is, it was the story, how it was formulated, how we got it, and all the crap that was thrown in there. And, you know, uh, it's like Ben, who does, uh, who did DC Primetime, does Wilhelm. He feels the same way that I do about Man of Steel, and a lot of people love that movie. Now, mind you, at the very end, he put everybody's life in harm's way that's not that's not superman (laughs) superman will not guide somebody's head to go through multiple buildings and aimed at people put them in harm's way no well
1: i I, i'm one of the people that i loved it i love man of steel um because it kind of showed a real what what would happen if a real superman existed in this world i remember uh i remember somebody that used to work with us Mm -hmm. uh he says well you know uh, didn't give him the uh the the trunks and that's just you know that's a traditional thing i was like listen any superhero nowadays that you see with their underwear outside their stuff just looks stupid yeah all right it it was it was great in the 40s it's not good now i don't think superman looks good with you know the red little tidy whities outside led into you know. the 90s too with <laughs> dean kane so exactly so so that's one of those things where i was like nah i'm okay but here's what's interesting about all that <laughs> Henry Cavill has expressed so many times that he would like to go back to doing Superman. Yeah, and they don't. And they don't. They didn't put him in the End of Shazam.
0: Nope, they cut him out completely. They actually filmed it, and he was there
1: supposedly. Was he? I mean, I heard it was a different actor. uh, Really? That's why they they didn't show his head. Well, who knows? I mean, right. And then the and then that ending of uh, Suicide Squad, that was a completely different actor yes you know for uh for superman and also for wonder woman which that was also in, i found interesting i mean if they were going to get the other two uh, i don't understand why but then i heard uh, that what was it that scene with aquaman and uh and the flash and peace those were se- in peacemaker those were filmed separately oh really yeah like i think it was uh what was it Um uh, uh, Jason Momoa was out filming, you know, Aquaman and Ezra Miller was filming The Flash. And somehow, you know, uh, Gunn got them to, you know, say, Hey, can you just guys, you know, can you guys film this little part?
0: And uh, we'll edit it okay. together. They pieced it and in. And I was like,
1: yeah, they pieced it in and I was like, "That uh, okay, that's kinda cool and I understand because there's no Superman or Wonder Woman being, you know, shot now, so I'm sure they didn't bother me. Actually that. they did CG them in, but they took them out, I was told. And Really? Yeah. There's uh, just so many stories out there. There's man, so with, many you know. out there. We
0: don't know the <laughs> truth until somebody we gotta get a hold of John Cena and
1: really clear it up because he probably knows. <laughs> and James well, Gunn. Pro- you probably have better uh, chance than I would on that. So <laughs> I only get to see Sean Gunn
0: at cons. I don't really get to see James Gunn anywhere.
1: <laughs> so but, but yeah, yeah, so I mean yeah, those, those were my favorite scenes. I would say the the Batmobile, I did have that problem with the uh with the wing suit. Uh and and one of the things that I loved that was great was the um like you said, the detective story was pretty good. Mm-hmm my other what i would say my other nitpick was when alfred woke up in the hospital you know here's batman here <laughs> here's batman first of all bruce wayne's an asshole in this movie yes he's a total dick because the way he treats alfred is just it's just horrible you know tells him that he's not not his father and then show, you know when the part with the cufflings he's like oh you think you're a Wayne now? Yep. You know, it's like these little jabs. Those, you know, like, you know, don't be a dick. <laughs> and then here it is. This guy gets blown up. Then he feels he, sorry for it. <laughs> right. He wakes He wakes up. Alfred wakes up. With but he this, doesn't like, find look. out until later on, too. Yeah. like No, but it's like Alfred wakes up with this great look on his face. Like, oh, my God, he's there waiting for me. And what does Bruce say? You lied to me. I'm like fuck, man. Give him Dude, the guy just woke up. Hey, maybe he it was a good water- thing that he did die. <laughs> he didn't have to deal with
0: that jackass anymore.
1: <laughs> Wait, they didn't kill him at the end. Where did they kill him? I thought he died at the end in my opinion. No.
0: They just blew no, up.
1: Die. Oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot. He- no, remember, he was in the hospital when uh, that's why he was in the hospital. However, <laughs> went- when. But the thing is like he was just like um do you want some juice? Do you, do you, you know, <laughs> no, you lied to me. It's like, God damn, man, just rip the Band-Aid off. So those were the things about Bruce that I was just like, all right, he's, I guess I'm glad I don't see that much of Bruce. And I didn't like his haircut. look looked very emo. Emo, and Well, the only thing that they got right is when he puts on the cowl, he has to put the black eyes underneath, which makes a lot sense. Based. Interesting choice, yeah. Interesting choice because every other movie out there has the black eyes, but all of a sudden you see him out of the the. Uh, he takes the off the towel. mask and it's all clean. <laughs> and it's all clean, <laughs> yeah. right? Because look, it's really hard to replicate what we could do in comic books. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was. I thought that was actually very well done. Um, you know, so again, I mean, I might, I could nitpick all, my, uh, you know, till the cows come home. But <laughs> overall, I thought it was just a great movie. I've yeah. seen it twice. Um, the first time was did I see what I just see? And then yeah exactly <laughs> and then when I, yeah and then when I saw it the second time, I really got to analyze it. Uh, so besides the car, one of my other favorite scenes was the the, the beginning. the beginning I thought was great hmm. when he was doing the intro hmm. and how they were saying that you know they, they you know everybody thinks that he's in the shadows and they would show the shadows thinking that he was gonna come out of there yep phenomenal way to introduce that movie. Uh, I thought was great you know so that was actually pretty cool um well done man yeah I mean it was well done
0: very well done uh do you have any other notes uh interesting fun moments within the movie that you liked or uh
1: no I think that was it I mean I uh (laughs) I also covered a a shitload of this on my own podcast (laughs) and uh and I did it with the other guys and uh we nitpicked the crap out of there too I mean that's what yeah that's what we normally do there but Um, No, it's just uh, we – I'm hoping, uh, again, for the future of DC and everything, I'm hoping that they give the property to fans. Yes. That respect the IP. Yes. Um, You know, Matt Reeves is a huge comic book nerd. He – he looked into the everything that has to do with the lore of Batman and he tried to bring it up. When you watch, you know, his interview, I watched an interview with him on the Dolby podcast that they do on, uh, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He describes the filming process and the audio process of that. And this is a man that was just passionate about this on how he can actually bring this, uh, you know, to the screen. And I hope that somehow because i think that we had that with Zack snyder where he had a vision for all these movies to tie in together and and, and to make it uh, all one universe yeah and i'm hoping that matt reeves can maybe become that person where they they could say okay listen let's somehow phase out this dcu because we know it's not working Or it sometimes works, it sometimes doesn't work. Or somehow find a way to put it all together. You know, (laughs) um, I don't know. So I just think that DC Warner Brothers needs to have one person with a great creative vision who is a fan of the IP, who's a fan of these characters and can respect what writers and artists have done for decades with these characters mm-hmm. and the reason these characters are so popular is because of that especially batman because batman is an icon such like such an iconic character that you show that bat symbol anywhere around the world
0: everybody will know it. people
1: people know what it is yeah it's just that it's one of the most recognizable brands out there so i hope that they continue Doing great quality stuff the way they did with this uh, with this movie, yeah. And if if it meant that Warner Brothers had to you know delay a lot of this stuff because they're like, listen, everything we have or we're about to show looks like shit compared to you know what we just saw with you know the Batman, and maybe we need to go back and rethink maybe certain things, restructure, and go ahead, yeah, yeah, restructure, then do it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, just give us something that's you know consistently good all the time marvel did it and it's not to say marvel didn't have some bad you know some look what is it uh thor the dark world <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they that ranked that ranks as one of the lowest uh movies in the entire list and yet i will still stay there and watch yep. it yep over the first suicide squad which i did not like mm-hmm um, and some of the other stuff they've done. I mean, I, I, I'll be like, yep, <laughs> give me that. Exactly. Because, you know, so, it, and, you know what? And Eternals, well, that's a whole other That's another uh, one that discu- went down <laughs> that's a hill. A lot, discussion. lot of people didn't like, yeah. Yeah.
0: It it, it had promise, but honestly, it, it just was another story that they could have gone. Oh, well, think about what Marvel has done they put in humans in the theaters and then put it on tv and it still right. didn't do well and they pulled it out so the eternals is pretty much almost very similar to what was going on with that marvel had yeah. its flops uh, look at agents of shield agents of shield lasted years now they're pulling it you can't even really see it on disney plus too much uh, as far as i know and right. a lot of they're they're pulling it from its canon at certain points, so meaning that the MCU and what they're doing with the Disney Plus stuff is where we're going at, right? So with that, they you know DC just basically you know they they've hit it with the TV, they've done it with the cartoons. It's just the movies; they're hit and miss, hit and miss. Marvel right. has had right. it with the cinematic universe, uh, not much with the the cartoons on occasion, but except for what they had in the 80s and the 70s and the 66 series Spider Man. And if not before then, and then we're able to work on that longevity and that legend. Uh, They have a Kevin Feige who oversees everything that it's like content moderator for the whole cinematic universe of Marvel. They just DC just needs that overall for their cinematic universe as well. If they could get somebody to do that, like Berlanti did with uh, the Flash Arrowverse. And all that good stuff. And how it was able to integrate. Now, mind you, there were flops. Look at Batwoman. It didn't do well. Um, Still not doing well. <laughs> uh, Legends is is on its last legs. And I loved that show when it came out. And the first four or five seasons, amazing. After that, it really
1: went on a downhill spiral. It tanked. It tanked so bad. that, And I'm one of those people that I'm a completionist. It tanked so bad that the last season... Same thing with Supergirl. The last season, I just couldn't do it anymore.
0: Same here. And I just, after Crisis, I kind of gave up, very much like what Ben and his uh, co-host for DC Primetime, they covered it. And they said, uh, because they were covering all of the Berlanti universe on on DC Primetime, they were doing multiple shows. And they they jokingly stated, well, if uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths gets done, we're going to end the podcast (laughs) jokingly. Well, they realized it, and he said, well, okay. Well, yeah, we're going to – yeah, because they saw where it was going. When I first saw The Flash, I loved it, and that's what really got me into it. I never watched Arrow. I tried to watch the first three or four episodes, never really got into it. But later on, I eventually gravitated towards it, watched a couple of seasons, a few seasons. And even then, Ben would tell me, well, there was a couple of seasons where it wasn't really that good with the writing. And the right. same thing happened with other shows that they added on to. And that's when they added on to legends. They did Batwoman. Supergirl was pulled from Fox to the WB. Yeah. And then they integrated it and made it all one big universe. And like I said, you know, crisis for them, they got their TV stuff, right? They got their, like the long Halloween cartoon, um, the dark their Knight
1: Animate. Yeah, they're the animated, animated is really good. It's always good. So if you compare the animated DC stuff compared to the Marvel stuff, the DC stuff is by far, by far on top. So much better. Yeah. Um But in the Marvel stuff, sometimes it gets some right, but most of them have been just okay. Yes. That's always right. But in the film It's the complete opposite of that. They invest a lot. Exactly. (laughs) And but, you know, and they did really good with the fact that instead of saying, hey, we're going to put some stuff out on, you know, on regular primetime or like let's say, you know, ABC, CBS, CW, stuff like that. They chose the Disney platform to do their episodic, you know, stuff. And they didn't go crazy with, hey, we're going to do 20 episodes. No, we're going to do six. Mm -hmm. That's all we need. Or we're going to do 10 and that's fine and it started with netflix daredevil which was fuck and probably to this day is still the best episodic um proper you know the episodic uh character uh even you know with the disney stuff mm-hmm. out there i mean yeah, you got phenomenal stuff
0: yeah daredevil punisher jessica jones luke cage we don't talk Correct. about iron fist Uh, And then we got the Defenders. (laughs) But the thing is, is that we covered that here on Panels to Pixels podcast. And uh, that actually, that's how we started. I started with Punisher. And then we went back to the well and talked about Defenders. We talked about Daredevil when they were coming out. Luke Cage, we covered those. And they were phenomenal for what they were because there was no holds barred. Because it didn't have to be PG or PG-13. They nailed those particular characters to the point, but recently with Hawkeye, they were able to bring in the Kingpin.
1: Correct. And, and that's a great show. That was just a great, great yes. show. And they were and the fact that they find they I mean, look, they heard what fans wanted.
0: Yes. They're listening the fans, to the fans.
1: Yeah. All the fans said, listen, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Punisher, all these, all these uh shows on Netflix were great. And for you to try to redo that, um, I, it just, you already have it there. You have the property already set. Mm-hmm. You have that world set. And that world is set within the MCU. So why not just keep going with it? And you know what? They listen to them and now it's actually, you know, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Disney just announced the fact that, um, they're gonna put, you know, the, uh, all the Netflix shows in there and, uh, of course, they're going to do parental controls for kids,
0: which makes sense. Which,
1: which makes sense, even though other countries have been seeing some rated R stuff on Disney Plus for now months, if not, you know, for <laughs> since over the a beginning. year, since
0: the very beginning, for, over two years. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So it's just us Americans are just, you know,
0: they're, they're We're kind of uh, we're stuffy.
1: We, <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like we don't want
0: nudity, we don't want gore or
1: blood or cursing. No, exactly. I so know. it's. But I, I like the fact that, yes, the, the Marvel part of it, especially filming and you know and the episodic stuff, mm-hmm. you got somebody that really does say, hey, this is where it's supposed to go. And, and again, I really, really hope that either they listen to Matt Reeves or somebody <laughs> in Warner Brothers just say, you know what? Zack Snyder had it right. Yes. Why don't we just tap into this fucking guy's head and see what he <laughs> has? Because you know what? In the end... All these companies are about making money. I mean, Kevin and Feige, if... you don't want, <laughs> <laughs> huh? want to say Zack Snyder.
0: You don't want to say Zack Snyder. You want to say Kevin Feige.
1: <laughs> well, no, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, for like the DC stuff, tap in at Zack Snyder and say, hey, just we everybody wants to make money. So he probably has great ideas and they just, you know, they just kind of let him go. And Yeah. That, that was like
0: Schumacher. He went a little bit too overzealous with his own thing and made it his own artsy-fartsy thing from yeah. the 70s, you know? But. Oh,
1: my God. And, he, and, you know, something I discussed with uh with the other guys was that all the Batman movies, all of them had great actors. It's unfortunate that they were in those movies. Yes. Because I think George Clooney would have been a phenomenal Batman. Oh and yeah. he was in a phenomenal br- Bruce Wayne because he has he's a good-looking man. He has the he has that gravitas about him. He also has you know, uh, you know, just more of the that presence of who he is, he, he, who he is, yeah. and how you know, and like an older Batman or something like. And if he would have, I say, if he would have been. In a version of what Matt Reeves does, like maybe in the later years, mm-hmm. which, awesome. Yeah, because George, even George Clooney, you know, makes fun of himself when it, you know, <laughs> when uh, <laughs> when it comes to uh, that movie. But but yeah, it's just it. I don't think it's the actors. I think it's more the yeah. you know, the uh, the material, the, pe- the people behind the scenes. You know, you got the executives who are you know they think they know best. You know they—they they, all they're thinking is like, well, we got to do this because you know this is how we're gonna make money. <laughs> if you do it right, you're gonna make the money. Yeah. Just respect the IP, and that's that's my that's my uh, my thing for today. All right. Fucking executives, just respect <laughs> the IP. All right. That look at what Matt Reeves did. It's awesome. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, well, that was basically our coverage
0: and our thoughts. We're, we're going to move right along into news. So uh, we got a little bit of sad news because this past weekend we lost somebody from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, somebody that was supposed to be there for a bunch of films. Mr. Thunderbolt
1: Ross himself, William Hurt, passed away. You know, I just heard about this the other day and I was trying to look for news about that and I didn't see that. But yeah, no, that's actually very sad. Man. Yeah. I mean... So it's it's a sad passing, uh, as we
0: all know, within the comics. Thunderbolt Ross was basically Bruce Banner's uh, nemesis throughout his comic book run. Betty Ross's father. Uh, he also eventually became Red Hulk. Right. And then, you know, he was obviously part of creating the Thunderbolt set. A lot of us, you know, myself included we're theorizing that eventually that would, they would bring out within the Marvel cinematic universe. Uh, I guess we'll find out what they do with that particular character within the next couple of movies, because apparently William Hurt finished up all his shots for the She-Hulk TV show. Mm. So, uh, he's finished all that old principal photography and everything was already done. So, uh, that will probably be the last thing that we see from William Hurt, but it's a sad loss. And, uh, and film history as well, because he was uh, a very great actor and it's sad to lose somebody like that. But,
1: uh, yeah, phenomenal actor. And, uh, I mean, great body of work on the stuff that he did. And then when he got into the MCU, people loved him for, you know, for that part. I mean, he was great.
0: Yeah. Uh, other news. Well, uh, beneficial to this particular podcast, you'll be hearing me again. Obviously this is the first time back since Steve, Lara, and Daphne have taken over and have been covering, obviously, Steve's been covering The Witcher with Lara, our friend Lara, for the past number of weeks, if not months, as well as with Daphne on Snowpiercer and doing such a great and phenomenal job with, you know, getting their thoughts out, expanding on what was going on with those particular podcasts. And editing as well. I just do the final edits. So ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to that, all I do is add in little small nitpick stuff. So uh, <laughs> that's all I did and upload them. So you have to uh, give credit where credit's due. And Steve's been doing a phenomenal job. Uh, but after this particular podcast, once after this releases, obviously we're recording this on the 16th of March, I'm going to be in pandemic for the weekend uh, in Atlanta. But... This will be released the following week, so you get to hear it then. But guess what comes out towards the end of the month? Moon Knight. So I will be back with Steve, and we'll be covering Moon Knight. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be exciting. Check, check back out for that. Uh, obviously, Rob already mentioned it. Flash has been pushed back, so <laughs> <laughs> we have to wait a long while for that. Uh, we did get our trailer for Miss Marvel for Disney+. Plus. That's coming out as well. What did uh, you think about that? uh, It's interesting. A lot of fans are in a little uproar based upon her powers. But mind you, was I a big fan of the actual character? Not really. Did they kind of cut a few corners? Yes. But honestly, these are adaptations from comic to cinematic or what they look to do with that particular character. So I'm curious to see what they come up with. A lot of people were very skeptical of a Hawkeye film or show. And look what they did with that. And, yeah, And now uh, we might get the Young Avengers like uh, we all think they might be moving forward to. Or when, when Scroll Secret Invasion comes in, who knows, there's going to be more stuff to talk about. Correct. But <laughs> uh, also, uh, I'm sure House Podcastica, who is uh, a fan or friends of the actual network itself, because Ben, ben Beck himself has been on Podcastica doing the Wheel of Time as well as uh, he did a collaboration doing The Stand not too long ago with Rima on Strange Indeed. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, they're they going to be covering Obi-Wan for
1: House Podcastica.
0: Mm. So check that out um, when that comes out. Great There's trailer great on that, trailer man. On I that. saw
1: that, and I just... Let me tell you, when that, that uh, Duel of the Fates came on, I was like, finally. <laughs> so, <laughs> finally. But, yeah, great I can't wait for that one too. All right. Well, with that,
0: uh, well, to submit your feedback. Well, as you all know, we can be heard on Spotify, Google play, Apple podcasts, or wherever. Get your podcast player of choice. And if there is a ring or review, please do that. If you can and be, uh, be honest. It's fine. Uh, the best place to go is Apple podcasts. That is highly revered. Apparently. Uh, you can also check out our website that would be uh, panels to pixels podcast.com. And for you to submit any feedbacks so or theories uh, from stuff that we've already podcasted about, you could just send them to our Facebook page, which would be Facebook.com panels to pixels. Honestly, Steve's been posting everything up weekly, so you could submit your feedback. We haven't really been receiving anybody, any of it, but uh, if you feel that you want to send any feedback or message, do so there. You could also find us on Twitter. We have a Twitter page, and it's at panels2pixels, and that's panels and the number two and pixels. You could email us at panels2pixels1 at gmail.com. and you could actually just write a full-out email if you want. We'll read it on the podcast. Like I stated, it could be a past podcast that we talked about or what we're covering currently, which at the end of the month, obviously, Moon Knight. And if you feel like you don't want to write anything out, just record your voice and attach it to your email and we'll play it. And we'll talk about it on the podcast. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us there. And all you have to do is search for panels to pixels podcast. Do not search just for panels to pixels. I love Josh. He's overseas in England, but that's a completely different YouTube channel. So just look for Mm -hmm. panels to pixels podcast. And while you're there, subscribe Give us a thumbs up if you like the content. A lot of people like to listen to it there. There's an Instagram page as well at panels to pixels podcast as it is (laughs) spelled out accordingly. And with that, we'd like to for you to check out all the other podcasts on the next level online radio podcast network. And we highly recommend Wilhelm. Now Wilhelm has changed. Ben has merged Wilhelm with the spotlight. So they're one in the same. He's going to be doing his interviews there with celebrities, as well as the overall Wilhelm, which would be movies and TV. So check that out. All you have to do is search for Wilhelm in any of your podcast, cha- uh, podcast players of choice, and then just subscribe to them. Um, I don't think the older feed is up, so uh, I think he took that down, which is good. Uh, we also recommend the melting pat, Lost We Have to Go Back with Ben and Kristen and Podcast Zero. And there's so much more. All you have to do is go to the next level radioonline.com and check that out. And well, where else can listeners hear us? Well Rob, you have a podcast?
1: Yes. So our podcast is Fantasy Picks Movie Edition. Which you could hear us in just like Mark and all the uh, all your favorite podcast apps. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and on uh, Twitter. We also have our own uh, email, which is movie edition at gmail.com. And our podcast is basically about us picking apart overhyped movies that didn't make it on the box office or with critics, and we go over the, you know, what went wrong and then we put our own spin on it and we would say, hey, what could have made it better? So we do our own fantasy picks, whether it's on cast or it's on, you know, the story itself. So it's a lot of fun. It's uh we're always on there, you know, just trying to pick apart these movies and, you know, for fun. <laughs> yeah. And trying and trying to play, you know, executive and stuff like that. And, you know, <laughs> so yeah. So check us out.
0: Yep. Yeah. If you could change the movie that you always had a problem with, that is literally what they're doing. You could change exactly. the story, change the actor, do whatever you want. You could actually hear me there. We covered Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So you could check that out. By right the time you hear this, most likely <laughs> that's been out. And you could laugh at our thoughts on that particular Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, so yeah, check us out. It's a, it's a fun thing. Um, uh, it's all for fun. Uh, but, yeah, that's what we're doing. So far, we've, uh, you know, we've done pretty good with it. Awesome. And I'll be putting
0: all your information into the show notes so people could link onto that, whether it be through the podcast player choice or through YouTube. So check that out. And where else can I be heard? Well, all your listeners already know that. Adrenaline Cinema Podcast on the Pirate Car Entertainment Network. And there we cover action films, adventure films, and suspense and thriller films. So, uh, <laughs> oddly enough, recently – after you hear this, you probably be able to go back and hear Airplane with the pod <laughs> father himself and the pod mother, Rima. So, Mr. Jason Kabassi and Rima Joe are, are accompanying me on that journey and laughing a lot and having a good time talking about the movie Airplane from 1980. So, go there and listen to that. So, not only do you have to listen to something adrenaline-filled, you listen to something that's funny and fun-filled so uh after that you'll get to hear uh indiana jones and the temple of doom with megan and myself i'm still working out the kinks on that so that will be out soon enough as well so uh i just want to thank rob for you to be on that was amazing
1: oh well thank you man this is uh this was great man i had a lot of fun and uh, uh it's a pleasure doing this with you so thank you so much for uh having me on i really appreciate it no problem
0: i just want to thank everyone for listening i'm mark and i am rob and this was panels to pixels and we'll see you on the next panel good night everybody good
1: night